0: the bottom six right top priority well not top priority goaltending is a top priority but right after that rebuild the bottom six I've got an idea good morning to you good Monday morning I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports and this is daily shot of Penguins it comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates in the same place that you found this hear me out on this okay Don't just have a quick snap, knee-jerk reaction to hearing the name based on the last bad thing you saw. Teddy Bluger is a free agent. Now, I saw, and you saw, and I'm betting that we'd agree, that there wasn't a whole lot to like about Teddy's game this past season, meaning when he was with Pittsburgh. I I didn't see Teddy play games for the Golden Knights, particularly since they didn't dress him in the Stanley Cup final. But I'd also like to think that you recall, just as I recall, that it wasn't all that long ago that Teddy was a pretty good player. And also, when Teddy did go down with that busted jaw that maybe shifted the trajectory of his career at the risk of overdramatizing the Penguins really, really felt it. This was a big, big loss. The cohesion of really both their third and fourth lines, and as a result, the cohesion of all four lines was thrown out of whack. And when Teddy came back, see if you can remember this now, it was really welcomed. It was seen as, hey, Teddy's back. This is great. Well, Teddy's not some fossil. He's 28 years old. He's still got what should be the better, if not the best years of his NHL career ahead of him. And Teddy, in case you don't know this, is a free agent. His contract, which of course was signed in Pittsburgh, was for two years and $4.4 million. Now, was that an overpay? Yes, of course, in light of how it wound up. Would it have been an overpay had Teddy not had the jaw smashed by Brendan Dillon and he had just remained his best self. Maybe, maybe not, though. But here's the thing with this contract, it's going to go way down. And I, I say that respectfully, it just will. If he had had a chance to get on the ice at all, really, in the Stanley Cup final, maybe show well and. Uh, score a goal the way he did in an earlier round for the Golden Knights. Maybe he would have lifted his market here, but just being one of the black aces and uh, enjoying a celebration in Riga, Latvia over your championship isn't going to do anything in that regard. My guess is that you're going to see, especially with the current state of the salary cap in the NHL, meaning just stagnant now ever since the pandemic, I believe he's going to get paid in Evan Rodriguez range. You know, like I'm talking about one year, one million. I'm talking about if he gets himself, and I think he will, a one-way deal, it's going to be right there in that range. Rodriguez, Danton Heinen, those guys. And you know what? That to me is a a gamble worth taking because the hardest part – and any sports executive will tell you this of signing free agents who you did not previously have in your employ is that you don't know the character, meaning you also don't know the potential dirt. There is a very real rationale to GMs going out and getting players they've either had with them at the top level or even who they knew from scouting them extensively as amateurs or whatever. They're always, always, always looking for that information. Hockey is a heart and soul sport. You have to know what you're getting, and you can't always make it out just by watching them on the ice nor from the analytics. You know who Teddy is. You know exactly what he is. You also know what went wrong and why. Now, can it be fixed? Does Kyle Dubas have to have the same attachment to Teddy that you know Mike Sullivan and other guys in that locker room would? No, of course not. He's going to make his own decisions. But I can promise you right now that there will be people in the Penguins' current environment who would welcome having him back. And they do that for the right reasons. He's good defensively. He's a good penalty killer. He's normally a pretty decent player in the offensive zone, although that pretty much vanished post-jaw. And he'll outwork anybody to continue getting better. My goodness, he's on the ice longer than Chris Letang, okay? He's a self-made NHL player. Uh, I'm not going to take this too far. I don't want this to sound like it's a crusade or something where I feel the Penguins should pay any kind of significant dollars to have it happen. But if it's available, if it's something that works within their very, very limited cap structure, I'd give it some real thought. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by Family Table, a local company that brings delicious food to busy families. They offer family-style complete meals or a la carte items like lean proteins perfect for muscle building and weight loss. If you're not local, gift cards are also available for your Pittsburgh-based family and friends. Go to FamilyTablePGH.com. That's FamilyTablePGH.com and use the code DK40 or DK40 for 40% off and free delivery on your first order. Order by noon today for Thursday delivery. Today's J1Q comes from Chris who asks, don't you think, DK, that Kyle Dubas will wait before buying out the Kyle Granlin? There's no reason to hurry if he can find someone to take the player, even for something, instead of just paying Granlund out. If there are no takers, then it's fine to just buy him out. Give it time. Well, Chris, we've already seen four days go by of the NHL's buyout period, and nothing's happened. By that, I'm not just referring to Granlund. I mean anybody, anywhere. So... Your line of thinking seems to be shared by all 32 GMs who might be considering uh, an action like this. I don't see any way that the Penguins would even want to avoid buying out Granland unless there's somebody dumb enough to take him on at his price. And that's not going to happen. Now, I have brought up on this show several times since the end of the season that you could also see a swap of bad contracts. Those are more common than buyouts. They don't get the headlines quite as much because, wow, look at this terrible transaction this team is admitting to is a lot more interesting than just, hey, here's my bad overpriced player for your bad overpriced player. But those do happen. And sometimes uh, they wind up beneficial to not only both parties, meaning the teams, but also to the players themselves because they'll just go into uh, a new city, a new environment where they're not perceived necessarily by the masses as being toxic and they can just, you know, get back to playing hockey again. The one that stands out for me uh, in this regard might always be the Tanner Pearson Trade to Vancouver for Eric Goodbranson. Pearson was doing nothing, had no real identity uh, with the Penguins. He was, it kind of reminds me of, of Alex Nylander, which sounds mean to Nylander, but hear it out. Where you look at him and you go, I mean, yeah, he'd be okay if he was in a top six role, but he's not good enough for a top six role. So what are we really doing here? There was a lot of that from Pearson to the point where you just went, wow, this is going nowhere. He goes to Vancouver, scored a bunch, became a pretty nice player out there. Goodbranson comes here, and the analytics community just flips out. They're just, wow, this is terrible. Just because Goodbranson is big and tough, therefore he must stink. Never mind that he was actually a pretty high pedigree player coming out of the draft. Goodbranson came here, and not only did he play reasonably well, but also was just a terrific teammate. There are still guys on the current roster who talk about things that they learned from Good Branson, and yes, yeah, some of it has to do with fighting, but not all of it Now, that said, something would still have had to change, and I do mean significantly on the grandland front for any of this to happen. You would have to have knowledge and share knowledge with a trade partner. That he was playing through this or playing through that or abdominal tear that was keeping him from breathing properly. I'm making that up. That's not real. Or whatever. Something that you'd have to be able to say, listen, this is why he was exactly what you saw and what you can still see on video. But no, it's just not going to happen. They're going to buy him out. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.